Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It's prayer and story time. Welcome to the Ark of the Covenant Ministry Prayer and Story Time, where we get an opportunity to be welcomed before you with stories, testimonies, a little chat, some laughter, and an opportunity to present the man Christ Jesus before you, to break yokes, to loosen bondages, to give clarity, understanding, and to give most of all an opportunity for you to be able to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. My name is Reverend Hill, and I am here today with one of God's precious angels, my very lovely, anointed, Holy Ghost-filled wife, for which God has given her a message for you and I today. So I want you all to situate yourselves and get ready. Let your heart be receptive. And let your mind be focused as we prepare ourselves to hear what thus says the Lord. Good morning, good morning, good morning to you all, and God bless you all. And welcome, welcome, welcome to our brand new listeners that has come today. Of course, my husband and I are always, our hearts are so joy-filled to always be with you, and we just thank you for always listening in with us at Ark of the Covenant Ministries. Thank you all for that. Today, of course, we will become continuing with our real-life stories. Life has many storms, and storms come in many forms. Joblessness, divorces, drugs, accidents, loneliness, sickness, pornography, fear, abuse, death, depression, alcoholism, abortions, rape, and human trafficking. And it's just so much more because we all know, as I say every day, we know that Satan never takes a vacation. He never stops. He never ends his work. He continues on. So us as Christians taking a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ, we should be the same way. We're getting Jesus Christ's words out. And by that, we can start out with prayer for one another, and we can start asking God to ch- break some of these chains of the bondage of the wicked one where he has captured a lot of us that need to be set free. So that's what we're going to do today. I have some true real-life testimonies of people uh, like I tell you all, I have a friend. She brought me some uh, testimonies of people that live around her block on her street area that has started listening to us every day, and they are very encouraged by you all's testimonies. And they said that they're so encouraged, she said, by just listening in on uh, Reverend Hild and myself. When we give you all these opportunities to just get a lot off your chest and get a chance to be set free by praying and giving you a chance to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and he become your father, and we become Christian sisters and brothers and families. So that is a wonderful thing. 
We want to start out by, I want to ask you all, as always, to pray for our occupational therapist, to pray for Van, to pray for the Toledo family, to pray for the baby that had gotten shot in his temples, to pray for the family that lost this seven-year-old little girl that was in a drive-through window at McDonald's a couple of days ago, and she and her family, her father were in the car, and she was killed, and her father was seriously um, injured in the pray for my son, uh, Carrington, and um, I want to say a special prayer for his marriage, also that God would heal their marriage, and um, they just need a lot of prayer. And we also want to pray for the world today. We want to pray that God will release his spirit all over the world today and heal those that need a healing, heal those that want to be healed, accept those in the family of the free salvation, that free gift that he has given us, which is the gift of God, the gift of heaven for eternity forevermore. So we're going to pray for the world. We're going to pray for our government. And then praying for the government, we're praying for the world. We're going to get all that at one time. That's getting health care workers, doctors, school teachers. We want to pray for our children, their safety. Um, we want to really pray for um, Reverend Hill this morning because God has used him in order to have this ministry broadcast in order to lead a lot of people to the Lord where they can be saved. So um, thank God for him setting the spirit upon his heart to want to do this and for using my husband, for calling him into the ministry as a man of God. And we just want to thank you, thank you, thank you this morning, sweetheart. I myself personally want to thank you for doing the wonderful, wonderful works of God. Amen. So we're going to get started this morning. And I'm going to open with prayer, and then we're going to start our testimonies. Heavenly Father God, please open up the minds of those that are listening this morning, Father God, and give them a clear understanding, Lord, of what is being said. Let them understand each and every testimony, Father God. Let them understand each and every tongue. Each and every mind that was said in every tongue that is lifted this morning in prayer together, Lord. Let them understand when when my husband, um, he's not being over-impinionated or saying things of himself, but he is using your word, Father God. Let him understand the same about me, Father God, that is just to help them be set free. In Jesus' name I pray. <clears throat> okay, excuse me and forgive me for the last few days, my sinuses is backing up and acting up. I know it's a lot of you that have sinus and allergy problems as well, so just forgive me for the raspiness and, you know, and the coughing, so... All right, let me see what we have here. She wrote out. Okay, this is specifically also, and I love, love, love the way you all that listen in every day. She said, I am a listener. I am listening now. And this is specifically addressed to Reverend Hill. My neighbor, Sister Emma, told me that I could specifically address it to him. No offense towards you, Mrs. Hill, but I would really like for the Reverend, because ever since 
you said, Mrs. Hill, that we should seek godly counsel, and that comes through the Bible, and then godly counsel that God put in our lives as a pastor, a preacher, or a reverend. So I want to address this to the reverend this morning, and God bless you also, Mrs. Hill. And I would like for Reverend Hill to address these issues for me. Okay, amen. My name is Jazz, and I am 33 years old. I have a 13-year-old daughter, and we both smoke weed. We smoke weed like it's going out of style. I work, which I won't mention, my workplace because I'm afraid of being fired. My 62-year-old boyfriend lived in with me and my daughter and I, and he is a Gary worker. I won't mention his job either. He'll be ready to retire. But my daughter won't go to school. She dropped out of school last year, and we fight all the time. It is so hard to get her to go to school. I'm afraid that I may be jailed because they constantly call and call and call. Someone constantly knocks and knocks and knocks before I go to work or they call in my job. And I'm so afraid that that's what that's for, to arrest me. She and I fight all the time. My boyfriend always takes her side. My daughter took a pregnancy test two days ago. And she is pregnant. She's always home with Melvin. That's my boyfriend. I work nights and he works days. I notice how they look at each other. And he he buys her flowers and all kinds of open clothing things. She won't tell me who the baby's father is. And he's always fighting with me about it, saying she doesn't have to answer you to that as long as she knows who her baby's dad is. I think that Melvin is being totally unreasonable, and this is between my daughter and I. He comforts her and hugs her, and when she cries, she always runs straight to Melvin's arms, and he comforts her and tell her, we'll tell me we'll be back. I'm getting ready to take her for a ride and get her some ice cream to calm her down. I think it's my boyfriend's baby because he gets high with her more than he gets high with her more than he do with me. He's not trying to help me straighten her out and he always says he wants to just be like a father to her. I'm afraid of Melvin. I'm scared to ask him to leave. But I told my daughter something in confidence and I told her I believe we can get along better if maybe I dismissed Melvin from the home and she went and told Melvin what I said and he threw me up against the wall and choked me and told me don't never talk against him again ever again because my daughter told him what I said. My daughter cusses me, she fights me, and she's 13 but she's bigger than I am. Sometimes I think I'm a little bit afraid of her also. My daughter is my best friend. That's how we grew to smoke weed together because weed is legalized. <clears throat> Excuse me. Weed is legalized, so we've become closer friends in that way. And if I don't give it to her, I think somebody else will give it to her. She's going to do it anywhere. She will smoke it and get it from my boyfriend, Melvin. How do I handle and get control over this situation? Jazz. 
Okay, sweetheart. Mm. Well, sweetheart, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I was just praying unto the Lord because I want. I, 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 I'm glad this subject came up, and uh, first and uh, foremost, uh, I, I, I'm grateful unto God for for, for this type of topic and uh, oh wait a minute baby wait a minute yeah it's, she got an arrow and it says over oh okay she got T.S. over mm-hmm. sorry it's not concluded also I told Melvin he listened at this broadcast with me with Reverend Hill and his wife yesterday and when I told him I think that we should try to see if we can get an appointment for some type of counsel and bring my daughter, he asked me, Who in the hell do I think Reverend Hill lives? He sounds like he thinks he is the Pope. Jazz. Now she's stunned. Okay. Go ahead, baby. All right. I'm glad this uh topic came up. So let us uh uh get to it. Now, as a a, 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 a minister and a, a man of God, uh, and 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 me and my wife uh, come together, um, we 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 have a agreement, and uh, um, and I want you all to understand this. And this here is for uh, uh, for ministers and uh, pastors for the protection of the church and everybody involved, me and my wife does nothing secretly. And there is an order for protection. Uh, I don't counsel without my wife and I don't counsel women without my wife. Number one. So I want y'all to get that very clear. You cannot call me no secret uh, IMs, uh, no secret Texas, and all this kind of stuff. It's always with my wife. Now, next of all, with this situation about the weed, weed is never legal for Christians. Never ever legal for Christians. The Bible tells us that in the end times they will try to make wrong right and right wrong. We have to always maintain a righteous walk. Weed is wrong. It is a drug. They making it right so they can tax it. It's a drug, y'all. Just that plain and simple, it is a drug. And it's not right. It is not right. It is not right for us. It is not right. We don't need to use it. We need to let it go. And 
with this type of situation, first and foremost, as a Christian, your living lifestyle need to be an example. What that simply saying is that is it proper for a man and a woman to live together unmarried? No, it is not. That's the that that's number one. And it it, it, it causes to allow the enemy to infiltrate your home. So now what what the situation is Melvin the father of the baby all that all of that is real easily to be determined by uh, uh, they got ways of doing DNA testing now before the baby get born and all of that so that's between the doctor law enforcement and all that can get that taken care of uh but if you want to clean up your house, that's easily to be done too. Because uh, uh, you don't have to be a, a, a afraid of Melvin uh, or, or, or none of that. Because the simple three number phone call can get you more help than you ever would need. It's just that simple uh, to clean up your household because uh, um, we need to live a, a certain lifestyle. Uh, 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 as Christians, we need to have a certain lifestyle and, and, and we need to put down, see, when, when we invite the enemy in, then we, number one, we turning our back on God. And when we turn our back on God, and then we want to ask God to bless the mess. And God is not going to bless that mess. You trying to invite God in on some mess. And then what's going to happen? God is going to tear that house up. You see, you can't ask God to bless no mess. Because it ain't, it is, it's not going to happen. You're already getting a blessing by opening up your eyes to be able to get up and take a breath. That's your blessing. But now you want God to bless your mess. That is not going to happen. And Brother Melvin, I don't think I'm the Pope. But what I do think I am is just a sinner that has turned and asked the Lord Jesus Christ to save my soul. And I'm going to try to walk each and every day chasing after Christ. Now, Brother Melvin, the question would be, when you wake up every day, who you chasing after? That would, be, that, that would be the question. Who you chasing after every morning you wake up? Are you chasing after Christ 
Or are you waking up every morning chasing after hell? That's the question that you, you need to answer for yourself. It's who you chasing after every moment. Because I can't answer that for you, Brother Mel. And Madam, you and your 13-year-old daughter, and I want to say this to all parents, I'm going to let you know, parents, 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 hear me and hear me real good. You are the parent and the children are the children. It's all right to have a good relationship with your child, but you are the parent and they are the child. That's why the Bible said, bring up a child. In the way it should go, you will never find a verse in the Bible that tells you that you and your child are supposed to be friends. Now, it says, honor your mother and father. It has nothing to do with friendship. Because in order for me and you to be father and son and father and daughter somebody gonna have to be able to do some discipline it had to be some discipline now if this young lady is so much out of control then she we you need to get somebody that can get some discipline back in order because this young lady is on a destructive path and if you love her as Christ loves you, when you get out of line, Christ will discipline you. And if you love her, you would want her to be trained by you instead of having the world to train her. Because if the world trains her, there will be no mercy. That's why we have so many young people laying flat on the pavement because the world trains them. And when the world trains them, there is no mercy because the household refuses to train them. Because when you make a mistake, in the streets, you die. What you don't learn in the house, when the street train you and you make a mistake, you pay a harsh penalty. So if you love your daughter, you will seek all the help that you can to teach her the lessons she needs to learn in that house. Because if she leaves that house without the proper lessons learned, then when she get out there and don't have the proper equipment, then those lessons that she will learn, unlearn, might cost her her very life. Now, the first thing y'all need to do is to repent. 
together. Y'all need to take that weed, and what y'all call it weed, marijuana, loud, whatever y'all want to call it. And ball that mess up and flush it down the toilet. And, and get on y'all face and repent. Find y'all a woman's group and get around you some of them mothers in the church and show y'all how to become mothers and daughters and women of virtue. Before y'all become pallbearers. And listen, what you trying to do is the oldest living style in the world. Trying to get some man to pay the bills when you got a God that can provide. God is a provider. Sometimes we can't live in the big house. Sometimes we got to live in the apartment. Sometimes we can't drive a new car. Sometimes we just got to drive a 1999. Amen. But we, as long as you got your salvation, walking with Christ, you ain't got to look over your shoulder. You got peace. You got comfort. You walking with the Lord. And you safe, then the rest of it don't matter. You need to get your house in order. You need to get it in order. There's a couple of stories in the Bible that speaks of a house out of order. One was King David. He saw a woman bathing when he should have been at war, but he stayed home from the war. He saw a woman bathing and he told us, found out who she was and he sent for her. And he slept with the woman. The woman became pregnant and her husband was at war where he should have been. He sent for her husband, figuring that if he bring her, her husband back in from war, that he would go on home and make love to his wife. And then it'd cover up what David done done because it'd become, he'd think that it's his baby. But the man couldn't go because he knew that his people, his brethren was out in the war, so the man didn't go home. So David figured if he bring him back into the castle, get him drunk enough, he'll, he'll stagger on home and be with his wife. The man still didn't go home. So David despised, come up with another plan. 
put him on the front line. Then everybody leave him out there by himself and let him die. Then I take his wife for my own. Then won't nobody know. But still, God knew he couldn't fool nobody. God sent a prophet and told him about it. And then there was consequences. Even though David repented for his actions, he fell on his face and prayed to God to forgive him. And God forgave him, but there was consequences to his actions. Because that woman gave birth to that child, but God called that child home. And because of David's actions, it caused a riffle in his family. You see, there's gonna be actions and there's gonna be consequences to our actions. We don't have to live like that today. The Bible tells us that we can live upright and holy, acceptable unto God. You can let go of all that other mess. You see, there's a way that you should live. And the way you should live is outlined in the Bible. It's outlined in there. Let your body become a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Where is your proof that you belong to God? Every morning when you wake up in the morning, is there proof in that mirror that you belong to God? Is there proof with that joint in your hand and Melvin in your bed? Is there proof that you belong to God? So you, you and your daughter needs to repent together. And if your daughter don't want to repent, you need to repent. Put that marijuana down, repent unto the Lord. Pray for your daughter and set some guidelines in your house. And say there's going to be a change in here. Start collecting some keys and start showing some people some doors. Because there's gonna be a God living in here. Because when God move in, the devil got to move out. It's just that simple. And believe me, you got enough help that get that, that could clear clean out your house. 
You can just pick up the phone and get all the help that you need. No man got no business putting his hands on a woman. It haven't been near time that I laid my hands on Mrs. Hill. And there she is right there, you can ask her, that nobody can tell you that I ever laid my hands on Mrs. Hill. Amen. I have never even cursed Mrs. Hill. Amen. I do not raise my voice and go to yelling or calling her out of her name. Amen. God's truth. God's truth. No man got no business doing that, especially to the woman that he loves. If there's a disagreement, especially with me, I don't do nothing but just sit there and listen. I don't have anything to say because my spiritual father told me nine times out of ten, you wrong anyway. <laughs> so, listen. Don't, number one, I don't want you to feel bad or beat yourself up. We all make mistakes. Now it's time the Bible says a righteous man falls seven times. But the difference between a saint and a sinner is that we get back up again. Amen. We all done fail. We all done sin. We all done fail. Mm -hmm. We all done came short of the glory of God. Now it's time to get back up. It's time to bow and repent unto God and get back up. Get back up and say, Lord, I'm going to get back on the path of you now. I'm going to walk with you and get your house back in order unto the Lord. Get back in order unto God. Get your house back in order. Get your house back in order, even if you got to go to rehab. Whatever you got to do, because believe me, old Reb done been to rehab. Ain't no secret, ain't no shame to my game. I done been to rehab. Old Reb was addicted to every type of drug that y'all could think about. Marijuana, I, marijuana, uh, Alcohol, dropping pills, snorting cocaine, snorting heroin, taking that marijuana, dipping in a bombing fluid. Listen, elephant tranquilizers and everything else. Did all of that in the first 45 minutes while I was woke. Oh yeah. And I'm here to tell you, ain't no win in that game. Ain't no win. The enemy is trying to kill you, that's all. And it ain't no such thing as legalizing death. 
I don't know where people get this idea that you can legalize death. You can't legalize death. Death's been legal already. When sin came into the world, that's when death came in. Don't get caught up with, 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 with what the enemy trying to put words in, onto stuff. It's death, period. When you go buy a bottle of alcohol, it's a spirit's own death. It's death. That's all it's doing is just death. Death, 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 death. Certain medications that you go to getting, one of the side effects, death. Oh Lord. <laughs> death. The enemy is trying to kill you. The enemy ain't trying to play with you. Wake up. This is not no, listen, you in a spiritual battle. Whenever you at war, you know the object of war is to kill your enemy. That's the object of war. All of my listeners hear me now. You are in a spiritual battle. That there's only, only two options in a spiritual battle. To win or to die. That's the only two options you got. That's it. So the question is, which one you gonna be? You either gonna have a victory or you gonna die. The choice is yours. Okay, Mrs. Hill. Can we get a little prayer for the people? And um All right, baby. All right. Well, well, well. Thank you so very much, uh, Jazz, for letting us in on some things that is happening in your and your daughter's life. And I know um, you didn't ask for my comment this morning, but I just want to say something to you. Um, as a mother myself and my husband and I raising a 13-year-old grandson, um, I just want to say that a mother-daughter relationship should be always close, but the closeness should never be on the line of, I'm your friend and not your mother. And I just want to encourage you that and let you know that your daughter, there is hope and there is help. God is your first strength and your help, but God give us strength and help right out here where we are because there are laws of the land. And oh, if that was my daughter, she would get up and go to school. And number two, I want to say this for you before uh, I conclude and I pray. I want to tell you this. There's no man on earth that's not your child's father. And some fathers you cannot trust. 
And I'm not bashing or low-rating men, but I'm just telling you the truth. Some men you cannot trust. Do you think, as a mother, I would leave a 13-year-old girl home with a 62-year-old man that you didn't say he was in poor health? He's not the girl's father. And I would leave a young, teenage, developed girl, you said she's more developed and bigger than what you are, home with my boyfriend at night because he worked days and you work nights. Now that's a oops and something very, very poor on your end as a woman. And I know you look at the news every day. You might even, you might, if you don't watch the news, I'm sure you read the newspaper. If you don't read the newspaper, you have heard of the stories. What happens to these young girls? Now, it sounds like to me your daughter is 13 and you have let her go too far. So she thinks that you're the child and she's the mother. She carries a promiscuous spirit, but so does Melvin. Oh, yeah, by the way, Mr. Melvin, in all due respect, this is Mrs. Pope then. If you think that my husband thinks he's the Pope, then I'm Mrs. Pope. But I'm going to speak today. You need to get some help. You need to reach out. You need to take a day or two off from work, go up to the school, get everything set up with that school and see what they said because it could run you through legal problems where you could be jailed for that. That is against the law. It's truancy. And your daughter, 13 years old, should be in school. And to come up with a baby with the father I know, the 13 years old, she's telling you she's not going to tell you who the baby daddy is. Well, i tell you one thing. Like my husband just said, I'd get some DNA drawn. And if you love Melvin all that much and you can't say, okay, well, you know, Melvin, darling, you know, I'm going to trust that um, everything going to be all right. But could you just give a little DNA? You know, that's for reassurance. See how much he willing to give you a little DNA then since he's telling her that, um, telling you that um, to stop pressuring the girl. Now, what man going to tell you to let your 13-year-old daughter Stop pressuring her. She don't need to or have to tell you who her baby daddy is if she don't want to. long as she know who the baby daddy is, she has gone too far. She's 13 years old and that's a child. And I think that Melvin has overstepped his boundaries between a mother and a daughter. Number two, you need to collect some keys, like my husband said, and you need to let Melvin find him somewhere to stay. And if you need a babysitter, then you need to ask Christ to babysitter. But if you have to send her to one of the places they have for disobedient children and young girls, then she, that's her choice. And she doesn't get a chance to choose her choice. As a mother, she's 13 years old, she's a child. Then you make choices and decisions for her. She can barely get a job. I doubt if she's even the ace to get a job at Mickey D's, at McDonald's. There's nowhere for her out there in the world for, but for men, wicked men, predatory men to misuse her when she used her body. And she, you need to get enrolled in a Christian ladies group, and you need to bring your daughter also so you all can go in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and, and ask God into your hearts. And we get ready to do that right now. I mean, Sister Emma know how to contact us. She know how to contact me, and if there's ever a time you would like to have a personal one-on-one conversation with me, Sister Emma will, she knows where I can be reached. But I would like for, I would like it very much, and we're going to tell you how, and we're going to tell you when. Everybody will know from my husband letting you know when you could call and you could get you some counsel. 
over the phone. You can get you some counseling. Then when we are ready, you'll be able to come in for personal counsel. Like my husband said, it won't be one-on-one single counsel. The Holy Spirit will be there. I myself, and if I'm not I myself, it'll be another person of my husband's choice. And you can get some counsel because you really need counseling really bad. And so does your daughter. That's a disciplinary problem that your daughter has. And it could be straightened out. And if you don't do it now, like my husband said, if you don't raise her the way God said, bring them up in the way, up in the way they should grow. When they grow old, they won't depart. I'm going to tell you this. Satan waiting on her. The streaks, the world will raise her. And she, this can get way out of control. But what keeps her home is, is something keeping her nose open and her attention when you work in those nights that makes her want to stay at home. And now she's sitting up puffed up and full of little baby now. Oh, no, you can take control of that, even if it means dismissing some Mr. Melvin from the home so that you can get your life together with you and your child while you still have a chance to, and she's still a young 13-year-old girl. She don't know nothing, and she got space and room to grow. Amen? Okay, so now we're going to pray, and we're going to ask God's blessings on your family, and then we're going to See how many of our new listeners that want to accept Christ as well as yourself as their Lord and Savior and join our Christian family. Father God, I'm going to ask you today to pour your spirit out amongst all flesh, all dreamers, everybody in the world, Lord. But Lord, I'm asking for a special prayer for Jazz and her family, Father God, this morning, that you would help her to be a better mother, Father God, and put her love life Only the love for you should be the highest love that she has for anyone more than herself and her children, Father God, because she's unmarried because I would say more than her husband and the children, Father God. So I'm asking that you would open up the eyes and that you would send some professional godly help into her life, Lord Jesus, to show her the way to lead her and her daughter down the right path. And I'm asking you right now, Lord, to break all the chains of bondage, every evil spirit that is hovering in her household, Father God. I'm asking that you would open up the doors and windows and that you would suck it out of there and help her, Lord Jesus, to the point that one day she can hold her head up and think and you show her all the wickedness that's in her life, the men. Everything that's wicked that shouldn't have been her and her daughter's life, Father God, and help her to shake it off, Lord. Just help her to just stand up and just shake it off with the Holy Spirit. Hollering just, Jesus, 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 and know that you are all the power that she needs in her life is to be Holy Ghost filled. Now I'm going to open up the doors, Lord Jesus, for those of you that want to repent right now of something that you might have done and you know God ain't pleased with it and you're already saved, I'm going to open up the doors for those of you to repent and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior because you've never asked him to come into your heart before. And if you've never asked Jesus Christ to be your personal Savior, you can do that right now with him and your heart and make things right. And you know what? Your life's going to make so much more sense if you do that. Everything that you never understood It'll come to pass, and you'll know just what was going on. Stop right now with everything you're doing. All our listeners, I know those of you that are driving and on your way to work, you can't do that. 
but I'm just going to ask you to if you if you're able to and you can do it. Close your eyes and bow your heads and by repeating these words after me with all sincerity, seriousness in your heart. And I want you just to lift up your hearts to the Father God. Lift up your hands where you are if you're able to right now. And repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are God, that you died for my sins and that you rose again from the dead. I know that I'm a sinner and I ask you right now to be my personal Savior. I'm placing my full trust in you, Father God, and you alone. I now accept your gift of eternal life, and I just thank you, Lord Jesus, for always keeping your promises to me, for we know that it is impossible for you to be a liar. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, and amen. And as I always say, God loves you, and so do my husband and I. Amen. Is there anything else you want to say, baby? Yes. Um, we we uh, want you all to know that uh, you can always send your testimonies and your comments and questions to Derek Hill. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-H-I-L-L at ARC of the covenant ministry.com that's Derek Hill at ARK A-R-K of the covenant C-O-V-E-N-A-N-T ministry M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y dot com and we'll be looking forward for your questions, comments and testimonies you can send right there also, I want you all to know that we uh, ha- we have reading with Reverend Hill on Saturdays at 10 a.m. And this Saturday, we are just has started a new book, and the book is entitled "True Essence of God's Revelation for Family." The true essence of God's revelation for family. So all of you all that's going through different family issues and different situations with family and stuff, we have a a great book that we're going through and you get an opportunity to talk with the author. (laughs) So come on by. And that's on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Right here on the channel that you own right now. It also will be on our podcast. If you like podcasts, you can listen to it on the podcast as well. On all major platforms on your podcast, we also own there too as well. So come on by and, and take a listen. And we also are geared up for all your questions. You can ask questions throughout the session as well. So, we'll look forward to having you there too. So come on by and we'll be glad to address all your questions and everything so we can have a dialogue about family and the positioning of each member of the family, the father, the wife, and the children. So come on by. That's the true essence of God's revelation for family. All right. It's a beautiful time being with you all. Have a blessed day. And remember, Jesus loves you. And so do we. God bless you all.
Bye-bye now.